Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. News and stuff. Call a friend. We'll do it in a minute. Excited. Always. It's a Monday. Mom used to hate. She called them Blue Mondays. Not me. I love Monday, too. I love them all. Another chance to serve Jesus today. You know, part of the problem people are not excited about Jesus or don't want to come to him is because of us. Yeah, you need to be excited about the things of God, enthusiastic with some real passion and persistence of godly things, my friend. Today is the day the Lord hath made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it, and let's do something for the Lord this day. Well, already I've had my say. What in the world is going on? Tear down the wall, tear down the wall. Are you serious? San Francisco has erected barricades, little walls, and fencing to secure the apex summit where President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping are scheduled to meet sometime this week. Photos and videos show black metal fenced barricades erected outside the Monscone Center where leaders from the 21-member Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Group will gather this week to talk about how to better spur trade and economic growth and yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up the fence, for pity's sakes. There are times when you need a fence. Right, Joe? I mean, this is one of the most liberal cities in America. Just open the doors, tear down the fences, and let everybody come in and be a part of this thing. Oh, good grief, Charlie Brown. You'd have to be from Moronville not to figure all this stuff out. So do you think it's true that uh, conservatives, Christians listening today, are right most of the time? The problem is we have no idea how to articulate why we are right, and that's why the Democrats always win in elections, as an example. Now, in reality, oh, that's true. It's just one part of it. But then there's that underhanded, typical democratic action. What are we talking about? In the aftermath of another disappointing election night for Republicans last week, questions are being asked about supposed nonpartisan get-out-the-vote operations that Democrats are using to ensure their low-propensity voters and only their low-propensity voters get to the polls every time. On March of 2021, Executive Order on Promoting Access to Voting, a Sleepy Joe instructed every federal agency to submit a plan to leverage their agency's personnel and assets to help turn out the vote. For example, agencies might use internal data to identify aid recipients who are not registered to vote, then use agency personnel to get them registered and ensure that their ballot can be cast and counted. Oh, you dirty Dems. Anyone who criticizes GOTV efforts gets accused of wanting to suppress the voters. But it's not voting to which we should object. It's the, it's the exclusive collection of ballots from Democrat voting blocs. Uh, more <laughs> underhanded stuff from these people. Uh, citing the need for equity, Biden's order explicitly, explicitly directed agencies to target black and Native American communities, Hispanic and Latino voters, civil rights and disability rights advocates, convicted felons, da-da, ooh, you people. Yep, wake up, conservatives, Republicans. 
They're doing some things, aren't they? I don't think they can win fairly ever, do you? And here's something else. The fights over civil forfeiture. They've been ramping up across America for the last few years. Fights in which people challenge the government's decision to come in and just simply take your property. From your house to your car to your money. Everything. As the government's processes mostly involve a no criminal charge, it's all a, a civil court fight. And those property owners often have to spend thousands of dollars on attorneys to try to retrieve their own property. Oh, this is criminal. And there's a change coming, apparently. The Institute for Justice, which has run a campaign to battle these forfeiture agendas, explains here for Indiana, for our Supreme Court, they've ruled unanimously that defendants in those cases, at least in this state, have a right to a jury trial. In recent years, the organization explained prosecutors across the state of Indiana had resisted efforts by property owners to have their civil forfeiture cases heard by a jury for their peers. But applying the Indiana Constitution, the state high court here said property owners in any action brought under Indiana's civil forfeiture statute have a constitutional right to trial by jury. The court said the historical record strongly suggests that Indiana continued the common law tradition of trial by jury and actions for the in-rem, I-N-R-E-M, in-rem forfeiture of their property. Lawyers say today's decision, happened last week, vindicates a fundamental constitutional guarantee. The right to a trial by jury of peers is the very core of our justice system in America and the state of Indiana. Yahoo. I think I said months ago, all of those running for president should drop out. Time, money, oh, you get to hear some things. I heard some things last week I didn't like, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, I like the guy. He announced Sunday night, last night, he's suspending his presidential campaign. He dropped the news on an episode of Fox News Sunday Night in America with Trey Gowdy. I think the voters who are the most remarkable people on the planet have really been clear that they're telling me it's not your time now, Tim. I think he he's right, but I think the rest of them should get that. Oh, and what what had bothered me last? I was upset last week hearing Nikki Haley, their former South Carolina governor. And our ambassador to the United Nations, she was talking about abortion. And she said, the thing's never going to work. you got the people over here on the right who think that it's wrong and murder. I'm right here, Nikki. And then you have those on the left who think, and we need to compromise somehow. She said, I strongly am against abortion. Well, amen. But I understand the other side as well, and we've got to come together. Really? You're going to compromise with Satan and murdering babies, and somehow this is all going to work out so that we can all get along? That's wrong. You never compromise with evil, for crying out loud. Nikki Haley, you lost me on that one. Sorry. But then you're going nowhere anyway, so uh, good to hear from you. No one's going to catch Trump. Yeah. He's for America. That's what the the owner of Home Depot said, and that's why he's voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, the man, the one, without any private agenda, just there for America. Hopefully, he's back in the White House.
And of course, that's just my opinion. You Maybe you want Haley or Ron DeSantis, like him. They're all good over there for the most part. We need a winner. Chicago, Chicago, not my kind of place. <laughs> what, what? What? Over the past five months, I guess, since you arrived in Chicago, well, Andrea Savina's parents have been unable to enroll her in school, even though the reason they left everything behind in their native Venezuela was for her to have access to better education, so they fled to the United States. In Venezuela, she said she was lucky she could even attend school. Many other teenagers start working at early age to help out the families there who often face extreme poverty. But she did not have the same luck in the city that she once dreamed of when she visited. The family went from sleeping on the floor of a police station to a crowded shelter to a house on the far south side, then back to the floor of the police station after her stepdad, Michael Caston, 39, couldn't afford rent. He couldn't find a job that paid enough without a work permit, he said. So on November the 3rd, they set out, head back to Texas, and from there they would go on to Venezuela, the country they fled to seek asylum in the United States. So the journey from Venezuela, more and more leaving Chicago as the cold weather comes on. The American dream, it doesn't exist anymore. The Chicago Tribune. What do you think? Well, the uh, queer soccer player, Megan Rapinoe, huh? She's the U.S. soccer star, by the way, star, whatever that means. She did her best to laugh off an injury that she suffered in the final match of her career last Saturday. But she says she can now prove there is no God. What an idiot. Rapino went down in the sixth minute as the team lost to Gotham FC in the National Women's Soccer League Championship. Rapino said she believes she tore her Achilles. She said she was now going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment to try and recover from the injury. She said that she'd reach out to him and find out who did his surgery. You know I'm not a religious person, duh. And if anything, uh, if there was a God, I think this is proof that there is no God. This is blanked up. It's just blanked up. Six minutes in, and I ruined my Achilles. There is no God. How stupid. Oh, never mind. is isn't even worth talking about. But you kind of see the mentality of these people. Well, how heartbreaking is this? Parents lose the right to save their child. Judge sentenced the baby to death. What? A terminally ill baby in the United Kingdom who was the focus of a legal battle involving mom and dad, British health officials, and the Italian government over, over treatment options died Monday morning in hospice. Christian Concern, a a group supporting the family said that eight-month-old Idiot Gregory died after her life support was withdrawn on Sunday. The infant had suffered brain damage because of a rare condition known as mitochondrial disease. What a cute kid in this picture. The child's doctor said her life support should be removed, allow her to die at the hospital or in hospice care, but mom and dad, Dean Gregory, and Claire Stanforth continued to fight for her to remain on life support, hoping that experimental treatments could maybe extend her life. The Italian government had solicited permission for her to be treated 
at the Children's Hospital in Rome. Italian officials even granted citizenship to the baby amid the legal battle over her health care, but doctors claimed that they were not aware of her surroundings and was suffering as they argued she could be allowed to die peacefully. Okay. Legal challenges supported by Christian concern were rejected by the liberal British judges. Isn't that something? Just think about that for a moment. Well, I was talking to my church yesterday about chat GPT, just for, for a moment, and all the buzz and the fear surrounding it. The artificial intelligence-infused chat box that can spit out a term paper, produce poetry, concoct recipes, create Seinfeld scenes, write a book in minutes from scratch in roughly the time you need to, well, just listen to what I've already said. It seems impossible, but this thing works. And what is it, like 350 million people in America, I think? I was surprised to find out that chat GPT has 100 million monthly active users. Are you one of them? The most recent information available, making it the fastest growing consumer application in the history of the world, according to research from Reuters. Isn't that something? There's a free version, then there's a $20 a month version, and so on and so forth. And you know, like anything else, as I was telling the church, there's good and evil. You can use your car for good, or you can use it as a weapon. You can use that gun to go out um, hunting, as I have since I was 12 years old, or you can take that gun and kill someone. And the problem is mankind and his evil heart, according to Jeremiah. What do you think Russia and China is going to do with something like this? They're going to use it for good, aren't they? That is the big problem with the AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Do you know that knowledge used to be, what, 25 years and knowledge would double? Now it doubles in less than 12 hours. Soon it'll be less than, well, every hour knowledge. Can you imagine trying to comprehend that even? It seems impossible, doesn't it? And finally, who said that? Probably you. Saturday morning cartoons and a bowl of cereal without a care in the world. I really miss days like that. Here's a good one. Every time I don't know how I'm going to make it through the day, God shows up. Well, I like that one. And how about this? Wisdom is seeing life through the eyes of Almighty God and living life in the will of God. How you doing? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, I have been I've been thrilled. Uh, how else do you put it? By the comments from so many of you that have gotten a copy of Invisible War of the Saints, Victor or Victim, and now you're telling others about it? Had a gal whose son I've been counseling here in the Fort Wayne area. She lives uh, down south. She just bought a couple of copies on Saturday, one for herself and one for her son. Yep, people are saying it's the best they've read on a spiritual warfare, at least one of the best. I don't know how it gets any better than that. That's the whole goal, helping others. Jesus Christ said he came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. How can we do less? So many people out there need you today, my friend, of the message that you have to give from Jesus Christ. So do it. 
Well, I'm going to encourage you for the next few minutes to just slow down. We move too fast in society today, don't you think? Had a great day at church yesterday for a couple of reasons. We had a service and a dinner honoring one of our super saints that uh, graduated to glory last week. Karen McHugh, loved that gal. And then uh, had opportunity to baptize my seven-year-old grandson. He's been listening to Grandpa, watching Grandpa, and he came to me a couple of Sundays ago and said, Grandpa, I want to be saved. Really? Isn't that exciting? So, again, this is kind of today's message on Life 101. Some say, you know, that boy should never uh, be allowed to get baptized. That was a, a family of my own church. What are you talking about? What, uh, what age do you think he should be allowed to get saved and get baptized? I mean, do you know him? Do you know whether he's really saved or not? Would I know if you're really saved or not? I mean, you tell me you are and you're doing all those Christian things, but are you really saved? I mean, this is just a strange position for some people to take. All of my kids made decisions at this age. Later, they did the real thing. I mean, they really were saved because they thought maybe they were following mom and dad in the days gone by. And others rededicated their life to Christ, all of my children. So anyway, I got in the baptistry waters with my grandson, Max, and he gave a little testimony, and then uh, I baptized him. We rejoice in that, and we're kind of wondering, had he not come into our home 18 months ago, a dire situation, living in a home where they were dealing drugs, etc., what would his life have been like had he not come into Grandma and Grandpa's home? I'm thinking that with all the kids, all five of them that we took in 18 months ago. That's a great way to live. I mean, this is what it's all about as far as I'm concerned as a preacher, one ministering the word. And then this other thing of, of Karen, what a sweetheart of a gal. She came, we teased Greg Young. He's a member of our worship team and he's single and but Greg's in his 60s. <laughs> he's been married, but he's been single, seems like forever now. And uh, he brought this nice gal to church one day and I was just teasing as I got ready to preach. I said, Greg has used the service of Rent-A-Friend, and he's brought this dear young lady to church. <laughs> it's been a going, ongoing thing for years. I even mentioned it yesterday. But, you know, she came, and, and I think her background was uh, Roman Catholicism. And so she came, and, boy, she really liked the message and liked the people. And she was just a sweetheart of a gal, which is something we all need to be. We got to do better uh, at loving people and being the right kind of person. You uh, get people to Jesus usually by getting them to yourself first. And this gal, I would go in every time I'd go into church. She sat there right by the door when I came in. She would just say nice things about, wow, you really look sharp today. That's a beautiful tie. How's your wife? And I was just telling the church yesterday, who wouldn't like somebody like that? She seemed genuinely sincere about everything, asking about personal stuff in our family so she could pray accordingly. What happened is she continued to come with Greg, sporadic at first, and then, boy, all of a sudden, she was there every Sunday. 
and one of those Sundays, she trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. Oh, wow. Her whole life changed. Now, she's not a young woman. When she was coming to us, she's in her 80s, and I think uh, she passed away here at 92, but still a class act. She used to be involved in in politics here in Fort Wayne. Uh, She was part of a major uh, clothing store. She was always impeccably dressed, even though she had a back brace and all kinds of things. Health issues going wrong for years. You wouldn't know it. Always smiling, joking, uh, loving, those kinds of things. Yeah, every church should have a bunch of Karen McHughes. Uh, they, They make the thing work somehow. We're in a stage in Christianity today where I'm looking out for number one. And if, which will be rare, if I have time for others, I may uh, give you a little something of my time or effort, money, things. Wow. That was not the way Jesus Christ did it. It was always about others. Never really ever thinking about himself. You want to be like Christ? Uh, This is the way to do it. And I'll say again. Who wouldn't want to see a seven-year-old sincerely ask to be saved? That just is a, a puzzlement to me. You know what? We don't want to prove who's right. I'm doing this in my new demon book. People say, there's some things in there I'm not sure I agree with. Okay. Uh, do I want to prove that I am right? You want to prove that you are, or do we want to fix the problem? That's what we want to do. People all around you in your church yesterday. They have problems. Can you help fix the problem? Not argue, not try to prove that you are right. Fix the stinking problem, whatever it is. And you've got the handbook on fixing problems. Jesus is the answer. What is the problem? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love to preach the word of God, the challenge. I really do. So uh, thank you for just taking a little time to stop, look, and listen today to Life 101. Some things have really been heavy on my heart and I think are important in our walk with Jesus. Pray with us as we put this book together called America, New America, A Flood of Evil. And God's uh, given me thoughts, lots of thoughts for two more books. I think this might be our legacy as we come down the wire. I'm going to try to do a lot of writing in the second half of my life. Yep. Oh, some guys start in their 70s and go like a house of fire. Pray that we might be one of those. And finally, the Greg Patton health warning of the day. Don't wash your hair in the shower. I'd never heard this before, but it certainly makes sense. It involves the shampoo when it runs down your body. When you shower, here's the warning. I knew there was some reason I was gaining all this weight. I used the shampoo in the shower. Very clearly, right here on the label, it says for extra body and volume. (laughs) No wonder I'm gaining all this weight. Using this in the shower. Don't worry, I figured it out. Sharon likes Dawn, the dishwashing soap there. Here it says, dissolves fat that is otherwise difficult to remove. So now I'm going to start doing my hair. 
<laughs> is this a Monday? That's all I got. I trust you had a great weekend. You're going to have a greater week, my friend. GregPatton.com. You want to hear past programs? Hey, join me on Facebook every day. New people all over the place. Greg, Jerry G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. What a blessing to have you on board praying for us and being a part of this ministry. And that's it. That's the way it is here for a Monday, November the 13th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. You have a great day.